There are no secrets. Success is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. By Colin Powell. Hey everyone, and welcome back to today's K-Talk episode. This is really weird because I just recorded a K-Talk episode like five seconds ago. But I'm here with... Eduardo. And what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about failure. Which we just talked about like five minutes ago. So, late preparation is a thing. But, failure. My question, why did you choose failure? So... Out of all the topics that I saw, I chose failure mainly because, uh, like all my life, uh, I have to live up to expectations, and I'm I'm scared of like failing those expectations, especially for my parents, because I always want to make them proud and not be disappointed. Yeah, I get that. So like, did your pa- so did your do the did your parents do anything specifically that you want to live up to, or is it just in general fulfilling like an expectation? I mean, in general, it's just fulfilling, like, an expectation. Like, they want me to, you know, go to college, you know, get a, like, be like a doctor, you know, get money, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I, I do like medicine or working somewhere like that, but I don't know if that's just what I actually want or if it's something that they want that I just have in my head. Yeah. And that's what I, like, something interesting I wanted to talk to you about was, like, you have a lot of passion for a lot of different things but then i this is like something you actually inspired me to think about was i'm like a lot of people have passions but then they're pursuing something I'm not saying it's they're not passionate about it but just something like medicine or something that like they wouldn't really seem to like enjoy working at mm-hmm. so i just kind of think those people like why don't they want to choose like a passion project so, like a career in something that they'd really want so like video games or podcasting or something like that they enjoy doing versus just something in general that like just something general like medicine or anything not to shade anyone who like has anything with medicine or like that that kind of field but just that like for me what i want to pursue i'm not even sure of yet but i know i have a lot of different interests because i've been exploring those interests for this past two years and i can kind of get an idea what i want to do but it's just that like i know that i want to do something in social media something in tech probably podcasting if you couldn't tell already but I know for me it's just kind of like that calling like I want to do podcasting was medicine just kind of like who chose like medicine to be like your your goal I guess well I mean when I was growing up um, my parents were always like you know you should like get good grades you know so you could be like a like a dentist a doctor jobs that pay a lot of money okay. hmm. so that's just how I kind of got it and I've hmm. just been stuck with it ever since have you ever like like let's say like ignoring what possibly other careers may go down or up in the future but have you ever thought of like possibly not doing like one of those higher up jobs and just doing something that you feel like you'd be more passionate about i have thought about it and you know um my parents sometimes like my dad sometimes um he keeps on telling me that if you pick a job that you like you love you don't have to work a day in your life and I do think that's kind of true because if you're truly enjoying it, then it won't really seem like... It doesn't feel like work, basically. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work. And so, I mean, they're kind of supportive, but it's just that expectation that they have on me. And it's sad because, like, my pa- well, parent, technically, my parents don't really have that expectation. They're just kind of like, do what you want. For me, like, my mother pursued or pursued it and pursuits graphic design which is kind of where I get my creative roots from but for me I'm just kind of like I want to do something more leaning towards graphic design something more 
in that field, even though I already know I'm doing something in the creative arts, I already love a lot of creative things, mm-hmm. and I'm already pursuing pursuing a lot of like passion projects like film, because film, at least since like beginning of this year, has been like my major my major project, even though it stresses me out all the time, every day at lunch, half the time I'm like scrambling trying to do something, whether it's interviews, whether it's filming a video, whether it's helping someone else with a video, half the time it's always film. So this is something at least like personal to me that's like really gotten me kind of closer and distant from film is that I stress out about it like many other things, but I stress out about film to the point where it just kind of doesn't seem worth it, but it is. So. For me, it's like, I'm just thinking like, oh, this whole week I'm gonna film this video. But then it's like, at the end of the week, I barely have enough footage to make the video. And I'm just like, not sure what to do. So like, for example, in late, I think it was like the 28th of April, I was supposed to release a National Poetry Reading Day video, which you were part of, which I just remembered. I remember And the reason I have not published that is because of little inconsequences that just make me like blow up. So like, I remember the reason I wasn't, I didn't publish it was because one girl's footage that I got, I couldn't find it, so I was just kind of like, eh, and fitting, leading into the episode I'm about to record after this, I procrastinated and didn't film it myself, even though, not saying I didn't, not saying I wanted to cut her out of the video, but it was just like, it was easy, it would have been easier for me to record it myself. Because with procrastination, just kind of like to briefly touch on it, it doesn't happen much, but I just think of the little tiny, in like, in, like things. So it's like, I just think, oh, I don't have a person to record. So like, I can't do the things. So I'm not going to publish the video. Something just small like that. Because I'm like, it's not possible for me to get good footage if I don't have another person. And like, you know, my grandmother's resting. My mom is doing who knows what. So I'm like, can't do the video. So, hmm. so it's like, I enjoy it. But to that point, it's like, it just stresses me out. So like right now I have, um, it's been like three weeks since I filmed for uh, Sacramento's North Natomas egg drop event for Easter and I still have not I'm barely halfway finished with the video I'm not even gonna lie because I have had a lot more projects on my plate I have had a lot more stuff with school I have had just a lot in general and it has not been my first priority also because I always forget my frigging headphones so I can never edit it properly otherwise if I just want to randomly cut paste and glue things in and hope I get a good video I could do that but you know, don't really want to do that and kind of want to use this for like recommendations for film school and all that. But more specifically, I just wanted to touch on why are you like, here's a question I feel like it's kind of obvious to everyone. Are you scared of failure? Um, yeah, I'm definitely scared of failure. If you say you're not scared of failure, you're not human. Basically put it that way. Cause like every single person has that fear at some point in their life of not succeeding and no matter how you put it it all kind of goes back to that root of fear the heart of fear essentially Mm -hmm. so putting your strengths and your weaknesses into consideration what makes you besides being human what makes you fear that failure what makes me fear being a failure what makes you feel failure or being yeah being a failure well because i mean like I know that if I'm a failure, then I, I can't I can't go anywhere in life. You know, like I won't have enough money to I don't know go eat something. You know, just being on the streets, and I don't want to live that kind of life because I mean you only live once, so yeah. I'm I, so I always know. want the so best. You know. Yeah. And like that actually reminds me of a really interesting story um, on episode f- not four, 
five five we sh- five we had with Trevor. Um, he shared a yeah my friend Trevor. He shared a really interesting story where he was I think he was just taking a walk and he took his bike and he like his tires popped and he just was on the side of the road and this old man like came up to him and like this old man was base had basically been through and through failure. And but he was like he had all this wisdom to share with Trevor, and Trevor was like mesmerized. He was just inspired by it. So I bring that up because I just feel like even it's sad to think that like all these people who are brought in some in all ways we kind of bring ourselves into failure. It's never usually someone else, but in most cases it is us. But for his like this old man's case. It was sad to see such a wise and such a powerful person be dragged down so much. But what I also like to think about is that without failure, we don't really have that wisdom. So like for some of us who are more mature than others, or for some of us who go through more, there are kind of two ways we can take it. One, we can take it as a kind of defense of laughing, which people take differently, but I mean it in the bad case of that you just kind of laugh everything off and just like, ha that's a joke. And like, you just kind of make fun of other people as like a repercussion for what you're dealing with yourself. So like, if you have stuff going on at, with, at home, it's like you express that through other people because they remind you or they like, basically kind of trigger that mentality of like, oh, like I'm not okay. Like, and if they say one little thing, they're like, it just kind of triggers that in, in yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. But then the other way you can take it is like in a good way, which, I, I don't want to say most people do, but I would like to say most people take it in the good way of that, you know what, they kind of just, they talk to a counselor like we talked about on Eric's episode, or they just, they express their anger through some other way that doesn't conflict people, so it doesn't make people see them as a bad person. It just kind of like, you draw, you write, you, you sing, you songwrite, you act, you do whatever you can, and I don't mean to specifically mention creative arts, but you do whatever you want to basically express that creative art to where you don't you don't feel that pain anymore it's like you feel pain and like you have those like sessions where you just want to like cry and like watch a movie or something but like you just you just kind of let it all go you just express yourself through that pain you express yourself through because whether you whether you're currently in failure or whether you're about to like jump off the cliff into failure you deal with whatever you can and you kind of express yourself whether that is through like emo- like an emotional breakdown or whether it's kind of building yourself back up because you're that strong, resilient type of person. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of a question. What, has there been a specific instance where you were like on the, ver- like I was saying on the cliff of failing or like in the pit of failure? There was this one moment in middle school where uh, I ended up getting suspended for um, something stupid, but oh. uh, I got suspended and you know when my mom came to pick me up she wasn't really mad at me she she just kind of looked at me in disappointment and like that to me it felt like it hurt more than actually being hit because I was like I hated the feeling of disappointing her because I always want the best for my mom and so when like she didn't even hit me you know I, I was prepared to get like hit you know like you did something wrong you know right but she just looked at me like coldly and it hurt more yeah and like like we've said on this podcast before words or actions speak louder than words so rather than being hit or anything like that it's like just that's just that look that your mother gave you like kind of just like stunned you into like the realization of what you did and like for me anyways i don't 
yeah, in middle school, I didn't really get into any of that kind of stuff because shut up phone. Because I just got like I just moved to Sacramento. I just kind of I just got kind of introduced to the area. And for me, I've said this many times. Sacramento has never really felt like home. It's mostly just been the people. So the environment which people give off doesn't really make it feel like home. The people who I really connect with, the people who I really connect with, are the ones who really make it worth staying. So. The ones who make me not want to say I want to move back to my hometown, even though I knew people in my hometown, I never. It was weird for me. My hometown of Santa Rosa never really felt like home. I guess because like I was so growing up and kind of trying to understand what I was doing with my life, but then also like moving to Sacramento, it was kind of just like I grew up just like in an instant like that, and so I moved. I met people. One guy, his name's Gerald. I think everything for him, and I think god that he's still here on this earth but i'm just so thankful that he basically opened up to me and like got to talk to me and like basically just wished me a good life because he just talked to me and he got to introduce he introduced himself and got me introduced to his friends when he knew i was just kind of the quiet kid and it was really nice to have that connection basically going there because i hadn't at that point i was still like the ultimate mvp like goody two shoes kid because I remember in that class, I remember specifically in art with Miss Sanchez, I remember so vividly that every day within five, I'm going to kind of get deep here for like, within within five minutes, I remember she would be calling the office because the class would be in a rut. And I remember like I would, I would, I wouldn't get into mischief per se, but just like being in Gerald's presence just really, I don't know, it made me feel like I was appreciated. And especially so many other teachers that I could make a whole episode within itself about, they helped me realize like who I like the foundation of who I was, what failure really was. Because when I was failing, I think yeah, I f almost failed English, but I ended up passing with an A. Um, almost failing English made me realize that I had so much potential in like literature and all that, and that's where. I want to say eighth grade was kind of really where I got connected to literature and English because I really just, I don't know what it was. English just was always my passion. I always loved writing and that's where I my love this year kind of got into script writing and more like, yeah, like more deep quotes and all that. So I really just want to thank like my eighth grade year for basically inspiring me to never see failure as something to avoid, but something to just tackle knowing the consequences of it. Basically, kind of like most things, like know what you're getting into, whether it's bad or good, know the consequences of it, and know that, how, like, in, in a not, in a, in a brief way, know the possibility of failure. Know, like, that idea of, okay, but, um, I mean, like, I know what you mean, right? Like, for me, if I know that I'm gonna fail or something like that, or I have a high chance of failing, then I don't even try doing it. Because, like, I'm just like, what's the point, right? You're going to fail. Glad now our camerawoman, Dania, can join us after her testing. I think that's what you said, right? Yeah, AP. Yeah. So what did we kind of leave off? What did we kind of leave off on? I think we left on um, how it's okay to have, um, like, failure. Oh, it's okay to have, yeah. So basically, in a, little, in a nutshell... It's okay to fail, it's okay to feel failure because that failure can be used, like I've said a million times, there's a good cycle on top and a bad cycle on the bottom. If you're stuck in that bad cycle on the bottom, just kind of 
when you gain enough momentum, you can shoot yourself up towards that good momentum and that good positive cycle. But then it's vice versa. If you lose momentum, you'll kind of just fall back down to that dark depression. And thing, kind of wanted to end the episode on a little different style of a note. Um, of kind of like assessing each other's level of failure. So I'll, I'll have you go first. In, in, your, in your mind, on a scale of one to 10, what scale of failure do you think I've been on? I know that's kind of a weird question, but I want to try something out a little different. On that you've been on? Like, yeah, so one being like little to no failure, which is rare. 10 being like the most amount of failure you could have as a person. I would say probably a four. I don't really see you that much as like a person that can fail, you know? Yeah. I like how you say like a person who can't fail because what I think of is like those people who strive and do a lot of amazing things, they failed the most being young. And that was act that's actually true for me because in my case, like I failed at a lot because, you know, I want to try new things. I want to figure out what I what I really enjoy doing. So to me, when I try something new and I fail at it, it's just kind of like that realization of, I've felt this feeling of failure before, so I'm not gonna let it get me down. But I don't wanna be this soulless creature. I'll let you finish. I won't, I won't be this like soulless creature that just doesn't feel emotions and doesn't feel like attached to whatever failure I did because that failure is gonna lead me to a better success the next day. Yes, Dania. Um, what are you guys talking about? Oh, that's, that would kind of be good to talk about. Um, we're talking about failure. Okay, good. Okay. So if you have any, if you want to ask us questions for the next, like, eight-ish minutes. Okay. Um, in what subject of your life do you feel that you, that you feel that you fail the most? You do well sometimes, but you usually just fail. Hmm. Like subjects in terms of just general. Anything in life. Okay. Like you do this, and you're like, oh, I didn't do well at that, I failed. It could be school, it could be a certain thing in school, it could be something outside of school. Okay. Hmm. I would say for you, it's saying no. I'll actually choose that as my topic, <laughs> saying no, because I remember when I was younger, like I always, like I could literally say no to nobody, pretty much. Like, there was no person who, like, if you heard me say no, it would be, like, the day that, like, the world was ending. That's how, like, big of a deal this was. Because when I said, like, if someone asked me, like, oh, could you do this for me, or oh, blah, blah, I most of the time say yes. In this case, like, as of now, like, I do say yes just as much, but I say no occasionally. It's just that I say yes because I'm, like, if it's not an inconvenience for me, I'm just, like, oh, like, sure, I'll do whatever. So, like, Dania, give me, like, an example. Hey, Cameron, can you go wash my car for me? If I don't see it as an inconvenience in my schedule, then, like, sure, of course. It will also depends on who the person is. So, like, so let's say it was Dania. So if I said, can you go wash my car for Yes, me? of course I would. Also because you're a good friend of mine. And also because, like, I, if, it, if it doesn't impact my schedule too much, then, like, of course I will go ahead and do it. But I, I will wash your imaginary car with imaginary soap and imaginary water. I felt that. Yes. But Eduardo, what's your answer? Um, just like, I mean, at school, uh, math class, 
I'm always having trouble in there. Mm. Like, there's so many equations that you have to remember. And then if you do it wrong, it's just... And it's not great that you're now get, getting addicted to Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Like, legit, every time in math, I sit... Well, not behind or in front, but, like, across the room, and I just hear something about Pokemon Go, and I'm like... And the addiction has started. <laughs> because... I can't say the same because, like, legit, as soon as I started hearing Pokemon Go, I just opened the app and I'm like, we're talking about Pokemon Go now. It's not that it's an addiction, says the words of an addictor, but it's just that, like, I don't play it much. It's just, like, have it, but I don't play it that much because it's just that, like, it's just something for anxiety, so it's just, like, it's not that... Not too important, not too, like... Not too crucial in my life. Like I legit, I remember all freshman year, like walking to school. I remember there was a Pokemon gym and a Pokemon stop, a Pokestop. I would always go out of my way to go there, and then go back on my route to school. And of course, I was never late because I left at like five in the morning. But um, she just did a little cuckoo sign. It's crazy. But um, did I? Yes, you did. I saw you. Did you? Yes, even though I'm blind. But mm-hmm. everyone's forgetting I have glass. Don't have glasses on today. It's like a little sad. But oh, no, I didn't mention his name, so I can't mention him. But someone else forgot forgot I had glasses on, and I got very upset. But yeah, so like Pokemon Go is just like it's not an addiction, but it's not like something I'll. It's not an addiction, but it's not something that I'll just say no to. Fitting saying no. But Nia, do you have one more question for us before we wrap up the episode? Hmm. <sighs> No, because I don't really know what you guys touched on earlier, so. Well, could you kind of just improvise? Okay. Um, improvise a question. Do you see, like, if you fail, would you try that Try that thing that you failed in again? Mm. Or would you just leave it alone and be like, I already did poorly in it once, why would I do it again? Camera woman's dancing behind. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I have my answer if you have yours. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go first since I went first. Okay. Um, well, to answer that question, if I already failed at something, if it's, like, really important to me, then I'll most likely get back to it. Like, if I fail, like, a class or something, like, obviously I'm going to do it again because it's important for my future. Okay. So answer. Um... For me, I'm using this as more of like an alternate universe thing because I don't know if you guys know. I have that I have that mindset of like something else happened in an alternate universe of what's happening now. So for me, in some alternate universe where podcasting failed for me, I'm not saying it will. Hopefully it won't. Hopefully I'm not jinxing it. But in an alternate world where I failed podcasting, I don't really think that it... I think personally I would have gotten up and tried it again because I probably would have gotten into a different style of podcasting so I wouldn't have been doing lifestyle and advice like this. I probably would have actually put full force into a new podcast I have starting in August or I would have put forth like a lot of like time and effort into a podcast we did originally Lost in Memories which is also coming back in August which was something else I wanted to mention on this podcast. That is something I failed at. Not even go like Lost in Memories I failed at because I was inconsistent with episodes. I remember every single day, pretty much every day until like episode three and we made it to like five. I remember though like four and five, or even like three, four and five, episodes three, four and five, I was always editing the day of, starting from 10 a.m. to 12. That two hour gap was all I had to record my lines and edit the video and I got it up. 
And the problem was that I was writing the script for it and all this. And if you guys don't know what Loss of Memories is, it was basically just an original story about... Um, I forget, it was like a guy named like Miguel Sanchez and like time time travel and all that, but it was just hard because I was writing the story as I was publishing episodes. That's not something you want to do with this kind of podcast. With this kind of podcast, you have to have the story completely planned out because you that doesn't work well for like surprise like I was about to say surprise attacks, like plot twists and all that because with this kind of thing, you have to have the story completely planned out so you can write the script, make the episodes, make sure it works okay. So for me, like, my problem was that I was already tackling a lot of new things on top of podcasting. So I remember I, I asked myself this question, what do I want to pursue more? Do I want to pursue K-Talk or do I want to pursue Lost in Memories? And I already knew right ahead, K-Talk, I wanted to put more, I wanted to put more of my time into. I wanted to get guests on. I wanted to do a lot more than I was already doing. I didn't want this to just be a simple podcast with me talking to a camera. I wanted to have it to where we had an Instagram, we do questionnaires, we do all types of things that are very podcast based, but it's just different to do these kind of podcast styles and just do that, do the normal podcast things. I want it to be different and stand out. And we're actually, this podcast is actually recommended on Anchor, which is our podcasting site, which is really amazing that that happened today. So in a way we didn't fail, so that's a good thing. So I also kind of want, a thing that I think about is like what could have happened in an alternate universe where this podcast did fail. It's a thought to think about. But that is about it that we have for today's K-Talk episode. I know it's probably going to be a little bit shorter, maybe around like 25 minutes when my usual episode is roughly like, uh, ooh, let's say like 45 minutes. But, you know, things are happening. Uh, Camera's about to die, so, you know, uh, things are happening. But any any last questions, comments, concerns from my guest? Um... Um, I'm, you know, it's it's okay. Well, I have one question for you. What did you think of today's podcast episode? Today? The one that I was in or the one that I saw? I mean, you could do both, but I mostly mean your episode and what you thought of the experience. Well, this is definitely something I haven't done before, but it's something I definitely enjoy. Yes, and, and you uh, will for sure be on season two, for sure, because it's going to be longer than 15 episodes. But yeah, that is about it we have for today's episode. Any last thoughts from my camera woman? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say she just shook her head. <laughs> but that's about it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to follow us on all our socials in the description. And I will see you guys next time for who knows what madness. I don't even know if this probably this is going in season one for sure. But I will see you guys on the next episode, which may be the finale, maybe not. I don't know. See you guys next time. <laughs>